This is this week's episode of the podcast. I am your half host, the uh, chapstick applying host. And uh, yeah, I'm the naturally smooth lipped, succulent, oily, tender. Yeah, I'm Jacob. Uh, what's up, guys? Hi. How are you guys this week? This episode of the podcast. It's a lone Lobos. Do, do, do. Um, to start this off, I out. love uh, just a shout out to the Reddit. Shola, what's the URL? Because I have a hard time pronouncing uh, those. Uh, it's reddit.com slash r slash lone lobos. Boom. Look that up. And we have a question. And I a don't. Question of the week, perhaps? Yeah, I think this is the question of the week because it's come up a couple times. And I'm sorry because I don't know this guy's name, but I remember reading it. And a bunch of people said it. They said, Sholo, uh, my hair is pretty similar to yours. But yours is a lot more voluptuous and shiny than mine. Yeah. How can I get it to look like yours? Oh snap! Okay, I got you, bro. Here, here's what you're gonna do. Yeah, so, give us your, give us your process. This is the Sholo Maridueña. Mario Sholo Maridueña. Yeah, vote process. also if you're listening to this. This is like or GQ. This is what I do. So if you're wondering, like, ten things I can't live without, I'll give you a little taste right here. So here's my hair. Yeah, we're saving you the interview. So basically, it goes like this: I get in the shower. Step one. Step two, I wash my body. Step three, I don't get my hair wet the whole time. Step four, I go to bed and then do the same thing all. And I look, I know it's kind of gross when I say it out <laughs> loud, but you asked. You said it was voluptuous, not me. Not Jacob actually said it was voluptuous, not you. But but uh, yeah, I, I, I just don't wash it as often. Or if it gets like really dirty, like what happens sometimes, like right now we're filming and... They put product in my hair every day. So what I got to do is I go back home and I just completely wet it. But I don't put any conditioner, no shampoo in until I end up washing it, which is like, yeah, like once a week. Sue me. I love it. Just those natural Ecuadorian Jacob has the oils. opposite problem. Jacob has a mohawk. So he has to, <laughs> like wash his hair. It's two like 30 minutes. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I just remember. It's a rock getting, at the end of the day. Yeah, I just remember. All of these seasons, like getting home and Jacob just being like, I want to go to bed, but I have to take a shower. (laughs) (laughs) So when my hair was red, white grout is so popular in Atlanta for some reasons in bathrooms, like the little material they put in between tiles. Okay. And so when I would. That's like the OxyClean commercials, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cleaning the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would have loved OxyClean because. The all the grout would get stained red because my hair, the dye would come off and then my pillow looked like a murder case because I would go to bed with this wet red hair yeah. and the dye would bleed into the pillow. So my pillows look like there's blood all over them. And also the back of his car seat. <laughs> some, some of my hoods, a lot of the hats. Yeah, yeah. Every, everything. It's a blessing and a curse. Yes. Yeah, so thank you, uh, Capable Ambition 3595. But I will say, though, for that there's question. one thing that Jacob and I have in common. It's that the dirty hair looks good on both of us. Yeah, and let's go. There was nothing like that nasty-ass pink hair after we finished <laughs> finish Cobra Kai. Season two. <laughs> oh, that shit. I yeah, mean, because, it looked so cool, but at what it, cost? Yeah, it definitely feels weird. It feels like, a, I don't know if you guys grew up and you had that, you know, old wicker broom, the old... Just like just a classic broom, or yeah, like, like you're the saying, classic, like the hard, no, like the hard, yeah, like beige looking broom. Yeah, that was my hair. The ones that the good. witches use. Those. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah exactly. Witch broom. Yeah. Picture a witch broom. Yeah, Harry Potter. Maybe not the 
Smegma 9000 that he rides. Yeah, but. exactly. Uh, in more important news, I wanted to talk about something that happened to us last week. I guess technically last week, but last weekend, uh, we went to Rhode Island Comic Con. I haven't been to a Comic Con in a while since COVID's been around. Shout out to Providence. Shout out to Providence, Rhode Island. You guys yeah. have like, I don't know if it was just because of the Comic Con, but there were people with so many different accents. That were like, I'm from Boston, which is 30 minutes away. And then it was like, like, I'm, I'm from, from Long Boston. Island. Yeah. I'm from Long Island, which is also, th- everything is 30 minutes away from Rhode Island, <laughs> apparently. I don't, yeah, apparently so New England. Small. It's like Boston, New Jersey, Boston. Rhode Island definitely had a bunch of people. It was super cool. And, and I think just the Comic-Cons in general are, uh, are something that are, is really fun for me, at least, because there's never really, and I'm sure for you as well, because there's never really an opportunity where you get to meet the people, aside from like, I guess, more recently, if you go out somewhere randomly. No, but I think what's cool about going to the Comic-Cons and getting to talk to fans is like the show blew up over quarantine and it didn't really feel like it blew up because we were staying inside and we weren't really going out and we weren't um, getting recognized a ton because we weren't going out. And going to the Comic-Cons, it's cool to meet people who are like, hey, we love this show. Like, I really love when your character kills that other character. And it's like, oh, sweet. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but at the Comic-Con, there was this kid. He's 13 years old. And he is... I went to a Comic-Con in Philly with him. I still have a lot of vivid memories that sometimes... I, I don't really hang around my sister's friends or all that. Like, she has her own little crowd. But hanging around this kid, I was like, dang... I don't know if it's different. I, I never, never really happens with Oshun. I don't know if it's because she's a girl and I'm a boy and sometimes the ways that we grow up are different. But he was so much like I was when I was 13. Dude, I was this like, kid was walking around. Me. Dude, this kid was walking around the con and he was trying to find the best deal in Pokemon cards. And he was walking around with little pops of himself being like, hey, bro, I'll sign this and then you give me four packs of Pokemon cards and we'll like make a deal because he didn't want to have to spend money on anything. So baller. Dude, he was just wheeling and dealing and everyone was accepting these deals. Hey, you, get, look, good, you get away with he's so like, much more. Hey, 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 do you want to barter? Or do you barter for like, this stuff? Is it cool if you take alternate means of payment? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's this little no. 13-year-old kid just wheeling and dealing. It was fun getting to open up Pokemon packs with him and he cracked some like $300 shiny mews, you know, jumping up and down the walls and stuff. And then he will go and try to fight me and try to put me in a sleeper hold. <laughs> we go to dinner <laughs> over the weekend and the guy's going through the menu and, and the waiter's like, there's also a few specialties that we have on the menu. Uh, one of them is an A5 Wagyu steak. And we've just been <laughs> like joking about Wagyu steak earlier. And he's like, the, the first question that he asked after the waiter is done is, how much is the Wagyu steak? How much and is that? Is that is it big? How is, much it is, it? is it worth it? Big? And the waiter's like, "Well, it's a, a three ounce steak, and it's uh, going to come out at around ninety five dollars." How like, much is it? And, and he was like, and he genuinely, you could see on his face, like, "Whoa, ninety five dollars." Doesn't matter how much this kid makes or whatever, whatever. He was like, "Whoa, ninety five dollars. That's way too much to pay for a steak." He was like, "That's crazy." But it's funny. He looked at his dad, and his dad was like. It's okay. Like you can get the steak. Yeah. So you've been he, working so he, hard. You can get you can get this nice steak if you want. You've been working all day. Go ahead and get the steak. And he was like, I don't okay. know. I guess okay, I guess I will. But it was funny because as the waiter, you know, it's a very fancy restaurant. We got asked to take off our hats and our beanies and everything, and you had to dress nice. And uh we get in there and he starts going over all these nice drinks that he has, all the specials. <laughs> the little kid goes, can I get a, a Shirley Temple with a splash of orange juice? And the guy's like, uh, I don't know if I, he's like, 
no, no, well, okay, can I get a chili temple and an orange juice? Do you have orange juice? I just, I'll just get both then. <laughs> He's, yeah, which by the way, I feel like I still drink Shirley temples more than anything else when it comes to, oh, yeah, actual drinks. Yeah, maraschino cherries in there, boy. Like they, yeah, he was, he was, he was a fly little kid, but I will say <laughs> he ordered that fucking Wagyu steak, had one bite of it, and was done. He was all like, he ate was the he lobster was, mac and cheese. Yeah, exactly. He ate all he of the lobster like, mac and cheese that was for the table and then didn't touch his wagyu steak. And then, yeah, he was like, I don't know. It just doesn't really taste right. I was like, damn you. <laughs> Every, everything reminded like, even Do you that. realize this cow has been massaged for 12 years for you to eat it? Yeah, and you said it doesn't taste right. Guzzling beer its whole life just, for, <laughs> just to be like, just to pass away peacefully and get wasted. And, and get thrown down the trash. But anyway, no, he is the sweetest kid. kid. Yeah, uh, he's the sweetest kid. He's so funny and is so nice to fans. Like, I feel like as a 13-year-old, being bombarded with fans by that would be super overwhelming. But he's so nice to every single person. Yeah, I guess you kind of have to get accustomed to that at a little age. It, it's it's really like, I, I really don't know how... Because you're a what dick. In training. And- yeah, because I was terrible <laughs> as a 13-year-old. As a 13-year-old, people would be like, Oh my gosh, are you the little kid from, from Parenthood? But what I will say is like, I don't know how, especially for like the kids who got re- who get really, really popular, because it still happens, who get really, really popular at such a young age. Like there's no, I feel like all of them should be in therapy at some point. Like how do you handle all of that? There's no- Well, it's like, also such a rare thing. I don't even know if people know them, how to yeah. deal with it. Like there's not a, there's not a rubric for that. Because it happens to so few people. And I think that's why it messes up a ton of a ton of kids. I think unless you like this kid has a really good dad. I haven't met his mom, but his dad is super cool and they're super close. And I think that's the common denominator for child actors who keep their sanity for lack of a better, you know, is is having good parents around. Yeah. No, no, no. I think having good parents around is definitely one bit of that. But then you kind of like get into the like some of the weirdest one of the weirdest parts that I guess I've noticed growing up kind of around this industry is the flip side of that where you have kids who are who are young and feel so entitled into like well I'm the fucking breadwinner of the house oh and and I I'm probably going to be cursing a lot this episode I don't know why I just feel it I just (laughs) <laughs> in my, in my nugget. Hey guys, but, uh, I'm paying my swear jar yeah, now. But yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll I'll throw one in for the sponsors. We'll put in an extra uh, ad. ad for this. <laughs> anyway, no, no, no. I guess we'll but, take out an ad. We'll take out the an ad. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Anyways, like what I mean to say is, these kids who feel so entitled and and for some reason, like not for some reason, it could be for millions of reasons. I don't know, but the parents are just like somehow get roped into this, into having this. Where like the kid is like the main. It overthrows the dynamic where the kid now has some sort of power over the parent. So it's how do you parent someone who's paying your bills and has the final sayings and stuff. Yeah, I guess paying your bills. But like I, I feel like these families could pay the bills regardless. It's just kind of like the, the thing that's the weirdest part of it all is that like. I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know if it's because I can never imagine talking to my own family like that, but it's weird seeing kids be like, what the fuck do you mean? I, I don't, I don't have a curfew. Like, oh, you're going to tell me when to come home. 
in this house that I bought us, like in my car that I'm driving, you're gonna take my I, keys away, exactly, the phone I like, pay for. Yeah. It's just like it's such a all those little kids need to be slapped Beat. real hard. <laughs> just once, just one time to just be like, hey, check yourself. Like if, if just see throw across thing, the face. If yeah, if there's one thing that I'll say about these these people growing up and and I'm not a know-it-all. Both of us are know-it-alls. We're just shooting this shit and it just happened to get a little bit more serious this time. But like you nobody owes anybody anything. Like don't every if you ever, if you're you know, I, I'd like to think that some of the people listening to this podcast are like aspiring, whatever is everyone should be an aspiring something. And, and I think especially in this industry, yo, you have you should be so respectful to everyone that you meet. Nobody wants to work with a dick. And it's I don't know. That's just that's that on that. We'll move on to the next topic. But I will say on yeah. that note, there's a kid in season four who's a pleasure to work with. And he's very, very respectable. Both of the kids, actually. Yeah, Una Dallas are, and Una are both are super, so super awesome. Great. They're so respectful. Like it's almost comical when we first met Dallas how, <laughs> respectful, how respectful he was. He was yeah. calling me sir, and I was like, "Dog, I am five years older than you. Like you, yeah. don't, like you don't hey. need to be. I call the director sir, and you do too. Like I'm not above. I don't know. It's just cute how respectful he is, and now he's what is he fifteen now? And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's getting so much taller. It's just weird. It's weird watching someone kind of grow up throughout a couple years and yeah. then when i was growing up people were like oh you're getting taller oh my god you're you're, you're growing and you're and then actually seeing and it. now i'm the one that's like hey look at this it's such a hey, oh, working hard hardly working so, <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, was, that was funny today all right let's uh that was a good little segment let's hop into the ads for one quick bit and then we'll we'll come back and we'll talk about something new yeah okay see you later guys And we're back. This is from Instagram, not from Reddit, but we're looping it in together. Ruth to Asciolo, if you had leftover pizza, would you warm it up or eat it cold with five question marks? Can I just say, I just love, look, <laughs> I don't want to rag on the people. Like, we we have like a very, it seems like close-knit fan base right now when it comes to this, <laughs> to this, look, to this podcast. I don't want to shit on anyone. This isn't This isn't me doing that. But I love the idea of, of this woman being like, I have to really get my whole essence in this one question. If he's going to answer one question, it has to be. <laughs> if there's anything he will see, I need this answer. If like, this is so imperative. I must know. Yeah. If there's anything. I, I guess this is a this. pretty big personality trait thing. So what's the answer? This, Hot or cold? It, this, this it seems like it's along the same lines of, as like a cereal milker first. Thing. Yeah. What? No, it's not the same thing as that. That's just like, that's if you do the other thing, you're definitely crazy. This is like, okay, I could see it both ways. Uh, I put the milk first. I would, I don't know. I didn't have a microwave a lot uh, <laughs> growing up. So it was cold pizza for me up until like last year, dog. So uh, yeah, but, we were out here struggling for a little bit. Not gonna lie. They had us in the first half. No, no, no. Not even that. It was just like, I was so goddamn lazy. I didn't want to. But it literally would take what I learned. What I do, Joe's going to be in all of these episodes. What I learned from Joe, actually, <laughs> shout out Joseph, is that I used to think, oh, I got to put it back in the oven. I got to preheat the oven, get it, da 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 da. Um, what you can do is just heat up a pan on the, on the skillet and then put the pizza on there, put a little bit of water on the pan, put a lid over it, and then sure enough, 
the bottom will be crispy, right? You won't get that like soggy bottom, what sometimes happens when you put it in the microwave. And that shit will be warm and the cheese will be melted because you just, you put it in the oven. And you're yeah, savage. it works. So thank you, uh, former roommate, Josa. There you go. This is Life Hacks. And uh, from- Second, yeah. He's come up in both of these episodes for and we're going great things. Back to the Reddit. Back to, back to the Reddit. So, yeah, back sorry, to the Reddit. To answer your question. Uh, now at this point, I would, I would heat it up. But cold pizza, I like cold pizza too. I just, I just prefer warm pizza. Now the next question, first impressions of each other. I'm trying to think of the first, first time I met you. I don't know. Jacob and I, honestly, pretty, we, we clicked pretty quickly. Yeah. I, I don't know if it was just because it was like, up until that point, I'd kind of been hanging around Mary uh, most of the time just because we were the only ones living out here that, oh, Tanner was actually also living out here the first season, but Tanner and I never filmed and Mary and I seemingly at that point always filmed. So it was kind of just like, we would always talk. And then once Jacob came along, it was, it was like my eyes had been opened. I was like, oh my God, no, I'm just kidding. No, no, no. I think it was just like, it was someone my age. Uh, also, that was yeah. a boy. That was like, that was like, we kicked it on a lot of the same things. And, and, uh, once we got into magic, then it was like game over. Then it was, <laughs> we were unstoppable. Then, it, yeah, it was like, I remember, I remember what my first impression was. I remember I, looked, I know what your first impression oh, of when you looked at my Instagram. Yeah, that's right. That before. I don't know if you said it on the podcast. Well, that was my first impression. I looked on Shola's Instagram. And the first thing was, I've been out in Atlanta exactly. for two weeks. Uh, Rihanna hasn't hit me up yet. So please, if anyone knows Rihanna, please come at me. I just remember thinking you were so outgoing. Like, I don't know. You were just way more outgoing and outspoken than a lot. Like, I guess. I don't know what it is. I, I didn't really work around a ton of kids. Uh, the one uh, like uh, reg show that I was on the regular with uh, was mainly adults. So I didn't really hang out around a ton of kids. But a lot of them seemed more shy usually. And it's like, I, it is an intimidating thing to be on a set and be that young. But you were way more. And I don't know if it's because you started off somewhere so much earlier than than maybe other kids. But you were like, from the get-go, just like screaming. <laughs> <laughs> just absolutely wailing. But but uh This is the thing. If you ever meet me, you'll know my voice carries its travels. But I'd like to think what I would be interested in right now had I not met you, because the two things that I that I like, I don't know if I enjoy most, but I like some oh, of the really things that I enjoy the most are magic and anime. And oh, I don't and know I you what like what I would be into, like be f- yeah I, like i don't i don't know it seems like such a big part of my life now that that <laughs> I, i'm like fuck would i be would i be like like a crackhead or something like what i Jacob birthed you me. Yeah, <laughs> yes no, I, no. my first impression of shula was he was heading down the wrong path so i threw anime and magic on a stick and hit him with it yeah exactly i don't even i don't even know i guess it i guess it'd be different but but I'm grateful for it. Yeah, I'm trying I to think. Damn Dude, actually, you know what? <laughs> I, one of my first impressions of you was is we had school together. And, you know, I was, I we both were child actors. And I, a lot of kids, I don't, I'm not trying to do shots fired at young actors, but a lot of actors growing up, they do homeschool and it's not really school. Like you don't, you don't really do anything. You don't learn all it's done. You kind of just skip by a little bit. And I did public school, which is kind of rare. Most people do online. I did public school all through Kirby Buckets and a lot of different stuff I was on. 
So I had to do regular school, but I took the regular classes. Like I was yeah. a little high up in math and took some AP classes for English. But when I met Sholo, he was taking all APs. And that was so intimidating to me because I was like, damn, this kid's the lead of the show and he's doing all these AP classes. Like he is smart as hell. And then I started talking and hanging out with him. I was like, ah, never mind. Never mind. Yeah, <laughs> never mind. This, guy, this guy's a dunce. No, to give you an idea though, like I, I was, I was like working on and off after parenthood. But at that point, I had like, I wasn't really booking anything. I remember my birthday had rolled around. I shaved my head. And randomly, I got the call back for Cobra Kai. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I shaved oh, my head. Dude, I shaved my head. I was going there, whatever, whatever. But it's like I signed up for all of my classes with the idea that I was going to go to college and, <laughs> and do the university route and this, this, and that. So I was like, shit, I better. Uh, this, this goddamn like, uh, what is the word for it? Like this curriculum says that the only way I can get into college is if I, yeah. <laughs> if I take 70 APs, get fives in all of them, get a 1600 on my SAT. So I was like, I'm going to do that. And then like my first month into my junior year of high school, I was blessed with this opportunity. And my, my, uh, pr my principal was like, well, we've never really had an actor before, so <laughs> we don't know how to I don't do know this. what it means when you say you want to leave for the whole semester but still be enrolled. And I which is funny because your dean sounds nothing like that. No, it wasn't the dean. It was oh. the, the principal. Oh, I the, thought you were talking no, about no, 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 not not the homie's dad. Um, but so I came out here and I was like, oh, I gotta juggle all of this stuff. And that first semester what we had agreed to was like, okay, you can do online courses of those same classes and just get credit for it. And that was like the worst thing I ever did. Because Dude, I got classes? back second semester and was it was like the online class that I'd taken was not the same curriculum as I was doing at school. So I had to catch up on a ton of different stuff. And that was like the worst thing ever. So then, you know, going into the next season, I was still, I was a senior in high school then. And things got a little bit easier because it's just... Well, you also still chose to take all APs, yeah, which, which baffled. I feel like your mom was like, you started it, you're finishing it. Yeah, my... yeah, my, I didn't really have much of a choice throughout, <laughs> throughout <laughs> high school in terms of like, any of the classes that I had. It was... Yeah, it was... But that's a that's a story for a different podcast for, for another episode. We'll, one day we'll do the deep dives into, into all of that, but... All right, here's our last Reddit question. The last Reddit question before we get into the... It's the, uh, on dating advice, which... Oh, dating advice. All right. This which I fun. think is pretty fun. Uh, this one's Cobra Kai related. Your okay. character's dating on Cobra Kai versus in real life. What would you tell your characters about relationships? So sort of like what advice would you give to your Miguel. character? I think to Miguel, I would say move the fuck on. Oh, I would give my advice to you. Yeah. You would give your advice to me? Okay. Well, cool. you can give your advice to Miguel too, but I just I just wanted to say that for Miguel. I'd say move on. I say there's plenty of koi in the pond. Um I I don't know. I I just think it's we get making jokes. Is it season two or season three when you're like, I don't wanna be Drake. I just wanna Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's season yeah, two, right? Yeah. Where you're just simping. It's like right after Sam and Miguel have their first yeah, Applebee's or whatever. Yeah, breakup. <laughs> and he's just simping. And I just remember she'll be like, man, I'm simping for the whole season. When am I going to stop yeah. simping? I guess like, you know, it's it's funny about that because I sometimes I'll be like, oh my gosh, like the relationship stuff in every show sometimes feels a little bit dramatic. But mm -hmm. then I remember like 
all of my dumb relationships in high school <laughs> were the and just being same. like, wow, this really is what it's like. It is over the depth. Like, really, these people all could solve their problems if they just spoke to each other and didn't, like, take yeah. everything for face value. But, uh, yeah, like, I-, I guess the advice that I'd give to Jacob, I don't know. I, well, I, it's hard for me to compartmentalize everything that we filmed that hasn't been out yet and everything that has been out. Oh. But what I will say is, um, I, I guess the advice that I'd give to Hawk, I don't know, dude. Hawk seems to have made like the biggest transfer, like successful transformation. <laughs> like, I don't know, maybe stay on the same path, man. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, maybe there was a little lull uh, for a little bit when you went to the dark side there, but... But I feel like you've you've had a pretty darn good time. Yeah, maybe you're not the best with... This is literally just the advice that I'd give to all the characters. <laughs> you guys suck at communicating. Just speak and to each other. All of, everyone has a hot head on the show. Everyone's like, you did this, so we won't fight. Like, it's, <laughs> it's just... It's, it's drama. So I love... Hey, it's I love Always. In season... In, it's season two. It's the school fight. Where you see Tanner from afar put his hand on Tori, and he's like, ah, and he starts sprinting down the hallway, and he's like, guys, come on, if we don't fight, and just tackle him to the ground. Exactly. <laughs> I think hey. in, I think in season three he has a line. He's like, yeah, I was just trying to break up the fight, and Miguel came in and just fucking started hitting me. Hey, that's not how you break up a fight. You like that move? I, like, I learned that from your dad. <laughs> I remember I did that. Well, in the ADR, yeah, right? Yeah, I did that in ADR. But. So thank you, uh, Reddit users, for all your amazing questions. Yeah, thanks for the question. I think so. Drop basically, down. the uh, advice is just communicate. And Hawk has a really good head on his shoulders. Really good head on his shoulders. <laughs> I, I really, I, you, things are, you're going to go far, buddy. And we'll be right back to the Lone Lobos podcast. That trailer just dropped, right? The House of Gucci trailer? So I guess the big thing about it is Lady Gaga spoke in Italian accent for nine months, like during this role. And I guess they filmed it for nine months or before they started filming? Before they started filming and for a total of nine months, including the filming, she spoke in an Italian accent. And apparently she got so into characters, so into this role that she had to get psychiatric help, help, therapy, because she had forgotten who she was. Now, to me, it sounds a little dramatic. It sounds a little yeah. dramatic. <laughs> like, I love, I feel like I'm kind of be like, I like some of the Gaga songs. What like the fuck do you know about cameras, you know? But that just seems a little dramatic. I mean, I, I don't think I've ever had to do a role that's required that type of Intense commitment. concentration. And commitment yeah, you know, where you're, dedication, yeah. I mean, she's also playing a real person. Like, Paul would be, Paul Walter Hauser, he'd be a great person to ask about this because he played an actual character who had an accent, you know? Yeah. And I've never done that before. But it sounds so far-fetched to forget who you are. Like, okay, you did this for nine months. You've been you for, I don't know how old Lady Gaga is, 30 years? Like, yeah, yeah, yes, I, I agree with what you're saying. And honestly, I, I haven't seen the project yet. So, like, like, we could see the project and be like, oh, she was trash. Like, wow, that really wasn't <laughs> worth it. Or we could see it and be like, wow, that was the best performance I've ever seen. Like, I, I understand why she could be so into it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to argue that point, but I feel like on the flip side of that, you do hear stories about people who, you know, albeit like people like Heath Ledger, who all like, maybe they have 
or uh, really take this stuff, stuff home. in the past that they that they have and it's just like bad timing but who like get too deep into it and like it i could i could understand like something like that being like oh man that's really hard or like you hear about some of these stories of people like practically torturing themselves christian bale the oh yeah that's like that's true people like doing things that humans are not supposed to be doing for the art or yeah. like for the for this end goal of what is it winning an oscar getting your idols to admire you getting whatever it is like everyone has their own reasoning for that but i could understand i guess we just have to wait and see but that but i guess because i haven't experienced something like that it sounds so far-fetched like you were in the industry and it sounds far-fetched yeah but but with the, the lady gaga thing i don't think it's I don't think she went to psychiatric care because she was speaking in an Italian accent. I think it was like being in the headspace of like, oh my gosh, I'm being this real person. But uh, like, I, I don't know anything about the story, so I can't speak to that. But I'm sure being in like some crazy headspace, clearly whether or not she's being dramatic, she needed it. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see next week, I think is, uh, I think it comes out this week. So maybe we'll be able to uh, give this like a little, this could be a little button in the podcast. Yeah, I feel like it's a weird time right now because i remember when i was younger it didn't feel like there was something new to watch every single day or every single week mm-hmm. like i'd be like oh i can't wait to go home and watch the regular show because that's or what was the on. avengers movie is coming out and it's like the marvel movie that they come out with yes it's year. not like oh shang chi this month and then Eternals. black widow next month and dude yeah Eternals, it's, and also they have the winter soldier and Loki and then everything and- on disney plus yeah i don't know it's it's so overwhelming that I'm like, I, it's so hard to keep up with. Like, the League of Legends show came out recently, yeah. and I want to watch that. And then this House of Gucci thing is coming out, and there's just so many and things. So many movies, and there's. Yeah, it's little, so hard to. And Netflix's plan, and actually, like, and like, I feel like actually every big streamer's plan right now is to like have a movie every week. Or a oh, that is Netflix out every plan, week. Right? I, I want to say, I don't want to, don't quote me on this, but I want to say Netflix even announced that they were saying. We want to do a project every week, which is so crazy. That's insane. To think that they have enough, like, money, money to do 52 to movies a year. 52 projects a year. Not, a men- not to mention the hundreds of other projects that are already going on that they yeah. just have other seasons for. Like, oh my gosh. I just feel like they're just gatling gunning shit into people's mouths. It's like, take this, take this, take this, take this. It's, it's hard because you get into the argument of like quality over quantity. Yeah, I was just going to bring I think, that up. And I think, you know, the reality is, is that in this day and age, nothing really misses on these streamers. There's an audience for, for every everything. There's always corner. a niche for things. So furries, he's all that niche. will come out one week and then the five bloods will come out the next week. And then they're both going to do know, super well. And, and they're both going to do super well because yeah. they hit different genres. Such a, such a large part of the globe that it it's like throwing on a dartboard, but the dartboard is the size of a wall. It's like you, you don't, you don't miss. Yeah, some things are not for everyone or yeah, some things might miss for critics and stuff like that. But the reality is, is that like someone, it's going to be someone's favorite everywhere. You know, what I, you know what I never really understood is like, you know, I, for, for Eternals, for example, like I, I saw the critics reviews and they weren't that great. It, it, it was the lowest ever yeah, in, in like, MCU history. Yeah, they weren't that great. But then a couple of days went by and you and Tony were saying, oh, the uh, audience, audience score reviews. is pretty good. The audience score is really it was like 90, above really ninety. Yeah, and so yeah, eighty six. There we go, and, which is amazing. That's super good. That's that yeah, is an awesome it's thing. All to right, get. it's not like 
It's probably not as high as Blue Beetle's going to be, but like... Yeah, but, uh, Marvel can no longer be a Shola Maridonia fan. Yeah. Um, no, but I just never understood the disconnect between critics saying a movie is bad and then audiences really liking it. Well, I don't know. Like, I guess from a critic standpoint, like Transformers, like some Michael Bay films are not amazing, but I love the Transformers movies. They're I, awesome. I think it's just kind of the... Different strokes, different folks, but... No, it's not It's not different strokes for different folks. Like, these people have to look at movies so objectively. And, like, uh, I think some of them kind of get rope and doped into, you know, giving out bad reviews for certain projects, a la uh, Dave Chappelle, how things come out, and you're like, fuck, I can't Oh, yeah. But, but I think when it comes to projects like Avengers or Fast and the Furious or these big-budget franchises that come out, um, the hard part is... Like, they're not making call call me by your name. They're they're not making call me by your name. Yes, but also like, I guess for some of these critics, no, I don't. I I guess I can't even say that. What I was gonna say is like, it's so hard for them to maybe differentiate like what makes a really good one stand out because I guess to a critic's eyes it would be like, well, they're all the same. They're all action, no plot movies, but they all have plots and they all have like, yeah. I think it's yeah. Just I'm sorry, like, Optimus Prime. Riding on a T-Rex is fucking awesome. That's I, not like, good enough for you, critics? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going to do it for you then. What, you want Thor and Captain America to make out? Sorry, it's not happening. Yeah, fucking love the Marvel movie for what it is. Yeah, what people... Yeah, I, I don't know what it is, I, I guess. Or maybe it's just kind of like a, a pride thing. Like, uh, I'm not going to give this movie a high score because none of the other critics are giving it high scores. So I can't be seen like a, I'm an amateur or something like that. Maybe. Yeah, I guess it's true. I, another thing, I was like, how do you even become a critic? I feel like that's such a chill job to just watch movies, sit at home, write what you think about them. I think it's just journalism, right? It's it's probably just a branch of journalism. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like, Damn, uh, that would be sick. Oh, my God. I would love... Or do you mean a food, food critic? critic? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's like... Food critic? I'd say that's almost as good as being a like food network type person. But because also, like, food critics at the highest level are not trying bad food ever. Oh, you're only trying, you're only trying the amazing food and experiences. This had too much stuff thrown in it. There was a little bit too like. much chestnut in it for me, honey. I, like, yeah. I, Listen to your dull face. Listen to your dull face if you put it. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Name. I remember for a while <laughs> when I was on Disney, I was like, man, dude, I don't know if I'll ever do this, but my next role, I would love to be the host of a, like a traveling food show. Like what is it that Anthony Bourdain? Oh yeah, like, like Anthony Bourdain. Dude, that would have been so cool. Or diners, drive-ins and dives. You could you could have been little Guy Fieri. I would have loved to have been little Guy Fieri. I would have dyed my hair. I'm dying my hair now. What the heck? Be who? No, I said I'm dying my hair now. I would I would have dyed my yeah, hair. Exactly. Then. You need those frosted tips, bro. You've done it all. But you need the frosted tips. We need to, we need to make that happen. That's who you should be for Halloween next year. Yeah, yeah this year was just a cowboy. Just a cowboy. Too and late. on that note, uh, these two cowboys are going to be uh, leaving town for a week. But All right, everybody. You, thank you so much yeah, for listening. For listening <laughs> to podcast. Subscribe. Check out the Reddit. All of it is on our Instagram, at Lone Lobos. Check it out. Yeah, and uh, look up at Solo Maridueña on Instagram. I don't have Twitter. I assume your, your Twitter's the same. Everything's the same. Let's go. Oh, there you go. Boom. Hit us up. Check out the Reddit. 
and we will see you next Tuesday. The Lone Lobos Podcast is brought to you by Lone Lobos Studios, My Cultura Podcast Network, and iHeartMedia. Podcast is produced by Jaime Roque and Noah Pham with coordination from Monica Tamayo. And also, if you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. Thanks, guys.